what we do here is go back, 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 back. Come on, son. Mike Vrabel. Come on, son. Derek Henry. Come on, son. It's the Commanders. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Michael McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. The Raiders got their first W, got the first win under the belt. Did not have any doubt that we were going to get a win out of that. As I've been saying, they're frauds all along. But before we get into that game, Andrew, how are you feeling on this wonderful Victory Wednesday as we record? About a lot better than the last times we've been recording feels good to to have a dub. Thank you for holding it down last week. But yeah, man, it's it's just a, a good feeling to not be winless, certainly. And the fact that we did it to a, a division rival. So excited about that. Now we're going to jump into it here. So but first, before we do, how are you? I'm good. You know, relieved. We got this. We got this W. I, I feel like at this point, I am just continuously looking up. We're one in three now. What are the percentage of teams that have made the playoffs after going one and three? Mm-hmm. You know, did that all along up until this point. So I feel good because uh, percentages are going up a little bit, you know, but got to hang on to something. Good. Well, yeah, as mentioned, um, your Las Vegas Raiders ended up defeating the Denver Broncos 32 to 23 um, Sunday afternoon. Micah, just some some thoughts there on, on the game, kind of how, how it went for you. Anything that stood out? Yeah, I thought it was the most prototypical Broncos Raiders game that we have seen in a long time. You had the running game dominate. You had Derek Carr not put up a whole lot of stats, stats, but be you know good enough to you know not make any mistakes. And the defense balled out. So um, I thought it was great to see Josh Jacobs. I think he went for 174 uh, all-purpose yards. Uh, got two touchdowns. He just completely owns the Broncos uh, anytime he plays them. I think he's got the most two-plus touchdown games against the Broncos than any other player ever or something along those lines. I don't know. There was some weird stat like that that was like, all right, he just he must have stake in Walmart because he owns the Broncos anytime he gets a chance. So uh, I thought it was good. Max Crosby absolutely dominated the second half especially. Um, kind of took the defensive side of things into his own hands. We got some lucky breaks. Um, Meek Robertson picks up a Melvin Gordon fumble, which isn't the weird part. The weird part is that it just dropped right into his hands and he took it back to the house. Defensive touchdown, we don't ever see those very often. We just see it a lot, saw a lot of things that were good. They The ball bounced our way this time, and I don't know, not much else to say. It was, it was great watching that game, uh, obviously nerve-wracking. Uh, the whole time because you just never know like hey we're just the game's not never out of reach if you know for the other team if we're in the lead so but we got a w uh we went out beat them by double digits like i predicted i was unfortunate that i wasn't able to uh, reach out to you first to get your prediction on it but yeah all in all great game enjoyed it yeah totally agree and if you saw my my face just now it wasn't about your take i was startled as i'm sitting next to my wife's car and I don't know where it came from, but someone just decided to hit the panic button and it scared the living bejesus out of me. So um, anywho, moving back to the game. Yeah, I agree, man. Getting Josh Jacobs going was huge for us. 
you know, being able to establish a run, you know, Carr had, you know, stats wise, didn't have a great game, was still able to make the throws he needed to get Devonte Adams the ball, which, you know, they, they still are struggling to convert inside the red zone um, as far as um, trading touchdowns for field goals. But, you know, all in all, they were able to punch it in late in the fourth quarter, put it to a two score game. Um, and, and be able to be on their way for the first first victory. So what I'm definitely impressed on is obviously Max Crosby keeps doing his thing. Just really excited with the adjustments we're able to make on defense. Um, I think if you look at if you look at the four games, um, so you look at first of all San Diego or ooh, Los Angeles Chargers, still tough for me. You know we're down. I think what was it 17-3 um, at halftime. Um, only ended up giving up a touchdown after that. Week two. You know, you got the uh, Bears and the Cardinals. You know, obviously that wasn't the necessary adjustments that we wanted for the second half, but moving on to the the Titans um, held them scoreless in the second half and the Broncos as well, I believe, only giving up, yeah, just a touchdown because it was 16 at half. So you could definitely see Patrick Graham making his adjustments. So um, within that game, you could see Russ getting, um, finding the rhythm a little bit there, hitting um, Cortland Sutton predominantly um, in the first half, attacking our defense. Um, I think you saw... Graham changed it up, you know, generating different pressure, running different stunts with the D-line, um, being able to blitz Nate Hobbs off the edge, different things like that that were able to get to Russ, get them out of sync, and then also for our offense to continue rolling, you know, with the run game and also the, you know, the effective passing game as well. So all in all, it was a good, um, good, good victory, good team victory. You know, felt like that, you know, it, it was a similar Broncos versus Raiders game, but the difference is that it was uh, Russell Wilson again, you know, versus Drew Locke. So, you know, we we're able to still kind of get that ownage there. Jacobs does have at least, I believe, 100 shares in, in Walmart um, currently with his two touchdown performances. But, yeah, excited just where where we were able to get um, on the defense side specifically and also our offense get a little bit more balanced, which definitely has benefited us compared to, you know, putting Carr in the shotgun, having him throw 40 times um, to try to offset the, you know, that offensive line. I know we talk about the offensive line and, and they get kind of brought up um, a lot with the the woes of the Raiders, but you know, the way to support the offensive line is to get the run game going. And that is their strength. Um, and also gives, you know, allows car to work off play action and, and get a little bit or keep the defense a little bit more honest um, as far as that's concerned. So hoping that that translates to the chiefs game that we have coming up, but we will not get there just yet. So yeah, all in all, man, excited that we just won, really just just happy that we won um, and, and came out victorious. And, you know, first quarter of the year, we're one and three, but, you know, it doesn't get that much easier um, as we go on. But um, hoping that at least for the, for this team, it, it you know, builds some momentum um, as we carry on towards the second quarter of the season here. So that's what I got, man. It's a victory Wednesday afternoon. It's a beautiful day, beautiful time. Yeah, and we, I mean, we saw the, de- I mean, as you pointed out, the defense has been, you know, they've had their halves where they've been great. Same with our offense. I, you know, I talked about it last week with, you know, just the way the halves have played out when we finally saw them kind of sync together. And, you know, the defense, you know, played pretty well all game. And that's one thing, too, that we kind of need is one side of the ball being consistent all game. Great if both sides would be, but we saw the defense be consistent. We saw the offense kind of, put up some points when they needed to, but, you know, seven of those were from the defense too. So any other thoughts on that game before we move on? No, just, I, I think it was, I think it was a must win and it can't lose, honestly, just being own three. So glad they took care of business. It makes me just feel a lot mental, mental health wise. I'm in a lot better shape with this Raiders season. So excited to move on. Um, we will transition to our betting session here. 
sorry, I robbed you guys, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, last week, but uh, it's here back again, week five. Um, but before we do, Micah, tell us who this specific betting segment is brought to all of the viewers by. Absolutely. Uh, as always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. You know, I we're about to get into, you know, the matchups that you like. As much as I would I would hate to, you know, lose a bunch of money off of it, I'm going to like the Raiders matchup this week against the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to like their chance to cover. Uh, we'll, you know, like I said, Andy will get into more betting soon. But go bet on the Raiders to cover because I think that they're going to be uh, some pretty big dogs. Um, I don't think they'll be too big, but I think it'll be enough to entice some uh, – some underdog play there. So to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up, same game parlays, once per game day, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Great. Thank you for that. Tremendous ad read. Um, couldn't tell where you're exactly leaning towards this Raiders Chiefs game, but I guess we'll find out here shortly. So let's get into our RTP betting segment here. Once again, it's RTP. So not just me, this is me and Micah. If you have anyone to blame, it should be 50% me, 50% Micah, 75% Micah, if you're into that kind of thing. So what we're going to do is um, start off with the first three game parlay money line Got to take them, got to have them. And here's what I'm going to change up is I'm going to actually hypothetically bet with you all. Okay. So, you know, you probably ask him like, Hey man, like you're just throwing out these things. Are you actually getting skin in the game? Well, in California, it's illegal, but hypothetically, if I could, I will do it with you and pull up the odds. I have that access, but at least I'm with you then in spirit. Okay. So this is all hypothetical now. So what we're going to do is for the first three game parlay, we're going to take the Packers. They are taking on the Jets. They are going overseas. Aaron Rodgers' haircut might fit in a little bit better there over the pond than it does here in the States. So we're going to take the Packers straight up to win. They're both 3-1. and one. They both shouldn't be 3-1. and one. Um, It just reflects a little bit differently. So you have the Packers that are coming off of, I guess, a disappointing win, which would love to have those. But against the Patriots, you have the Giants, who they took care of the Bears. Congratulations. I think they go over... They go overseas, um, take care of business um, at the 6 a.m. slate, I believe, um, 6.30 a.m. on the on the um, West Coast. So take the Packers there, take it on the Jets. They're going to take that. A lot of takes just in general. And then moving on to we're going to couple the Packers with the Buffalo Bills' highest spread of the week. They are minus 14 favorites. Um, that's going to be a no-duh. Um, we're going to take the Bills against the Steelers. At home, it's going to be um, – oh, home baby. It's going to be Kenny Pickett time. That's who it's going to be. He got in um, <clears throat> late in the game against um, a team I can't remember. and I'm spacing. It's Kenny Pickett time, and it's not going to be time against Bill's Mafia. That's a tough first go. Good luck against Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott's defense. Um, and then lastly, we're going to take the Bucks at home against the Falcons. You know, heavy favorites there. 
the Falcons have surprised a lot of folks. Um, the Bucks, you know, definitely let down on Sunday night against the Chiefs. That was to be expected, but they did see the offense get rolling with Mike Evans coming back into play. So take the Packers, take the Bills, take the Bucks. Um, obviously, some big time names there. That is going to secure you a. Um, if you theoretically, hypothetically, if you paid $100 on this wager, you would win $73. Okay. So lock that in. That is going to hit. Okay. And I'm with you there in spirit because we cannot gamble legally in California. Moving on to my underdog of the week, UOT dub for those keeping track at home. And gosh dang it, I am going back. I'm going back to the one that got away. The one that loved me so much that I never saw how much they truly love me. We are taking the Jets, my man. We are taking the Jets at home against the Miami Dolphins. Now, Dolphins, big-time risers. First three games, 3-0. Scary situation with Tua going against the Bengals um, last Thursday. They do have a week and a half to prepare, technically. Um, but they do have to prepare with a different quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. So, you look at then you look at the two coaches. You look at Michael Floor. You look at Robert Sala. So, one could say, well... I think you're fine with Teddy Bridgewater. You got a lot of weapons with the Dolphins there. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. McDaniels knows the scheme that Sala has. Not so fast, my friend. Sala also knows the McDaniels scheme very well with the Kyle Shanahan disciple. So take that in consideration. Take the Jets getting a big win at home last week um, against the Steelers. Um, so um, I'm going to take, take my guy, Zach Wilson. I'm going to take my guy, Robert Sala. They're three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. I'm going to take them to win straight up. So... Just the odds, if you are going to put in that bet, is you get plus 150. Rock it. Okay, rock and roll. Take the Jets at home. I think it's going to be a big dub. going to be a big shakeup for the AFC East. Okay, moving on to my just ultimate lock of the week here. We have the Tennessee Titans on the road against the Washington Commanders. The lock of the week is, going, is always spread-based. Okay, so they're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Commanders. And so... I, I think that's just easy money. I think you got a Washington, or sorry, a Tennessee team, unfortunately, beating the Raiders in week three, coming off a win against the Colts. You could say, yeah, Colts suck. You know, they do. Okay. But also, Commanders suck worse. Their defense terrible, not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. Um, I think you have a Commanders team that's really looking forward to next year. And you have a Tennessee team that's back at two and two, looking to be, you know, back in playoff contention in the AFC. I see them taking the Commanders on the road. Minus two and a half. Just got to win by a field goal, guys. Okay? That's all it is. So take the Titans. Lock it in. So that's it. Okay? Parlay. Packers. Bills. Bucks. Boom. Lock it in. Underdog of the week. Take the Jets at home against the Dolphins. For just the overall lock of the week, Tennessee's getting two and a half points. Come on, son. Mike Vrabel. Come on, son. Derrick Henry. Come on, son. It's the Commanders. All right? Let's do this thing. Lock it in. Bet with me. Bet with us, not me. Me and Micah. It's his fault. These are all his suggestions. So if they don't pan out, man, I'd be furious with him. So that's what we got for the RTP betting segment. Love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, this is RTP. It's the Raider take parlays, right? This is what this is what we do, you know. And I think you can take it to the bank, especially on the parlay. Um, I like it. Just a little tidbit for everybody. Kenny Pickett did not have a drop pass. Last game, he went, I believe, 16 for 19 with three interceptions. So none of his passes hit the ground. Do with that what you will. But yeah. I think the Bills have a pretty good shot this week. So <laughs> cool. Um, let's get into the preview then. Yeah. 
So we got the, we're here, okay? And I talked to you about this, right? I talked to the peeps. I talked to you, Micah. I'm uh, flying on Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, Sunday evening for work, flying out to Austin, okay? And the Raiders play Monday night. So number one, I'm in, I'm closer to, you know, the, the villains. Okay, I'm closer to Kansas City than I am to Las Vegas. So I'm already in enemy territory. I'm going to be by myself, going to be lonely. But it's a Monday night game. It's Stop me if you've heard this before. The Raiders play the Chiefs on primetime. Okay, now stop me if you felt this before. Sadness after those games. Okay, depression, um, uncertainty about things. Yes, I have too. So the Raiders are traveling to Kansas City, um, taking on the Chiefs. It's tough to it's tough to play them twice a year. Um, I'm going to get all this negativity out right now. I'm going to have usually this is where Micah steps in. He picks him back up. So um, just going into it, the Chiefs are favored by seven points. Over under is 51 points exactly. Don't love that. Um, ESPN, why don't we call it 50 and a half? So Raiders on the road, primetime Chiefs. Now a Raiders team that is coming off a big victory, the only victory of the year, and also a team um, with the Kansas City Chiefs that is Tyreek Hill less and someone that has given us fits for many years. So here we are. We face the Chiefs. Micah is going to take the Raiders offense against the Chiefs defense. I will take the opposite. Actually, no. Yep. Nope. Flip that around. That is correct. Flip it back around because it was correct. Micah is taking the Raiders offense against the Chiefs defense. I will take the Raiders D against the Chiefs offense. Micah, dare you kick us off? Yes, that I can do. Yeah, as we all know, Chiefs week is a tough week, especially when it is nationally televised primetime game. Man, there's not there's not a whole lot to say because at the end of the day, we got to go in and we got to put up points. I think we saw Josh Jacobs get going last week, which was fantastic. I think that's going to have to happen again. The, the Chiefs do have a loss on the year, and it is against uh, the Indianapolis Colts, which some say um, Derek Carr is very Matt Ryan-esque. And it seemed like, I mean, the Colts got a lot of lucky bounces, like, literally in regards to a muffed punt that they recovered on the two yard line to start the game off seven, nothing. But it seemed like what they did is they did a, uh, they ran a lot of play action um, to kind of keep them honest. Um, And, you know, Jonathan Taylor was able to get a little bit going when they needed him to getting certain, you know, specific first downs in certain spots and everything like that. I think that's one thing that we're going to have to do is get Josh Jacobs going again. Uh, And, it's going to be really key if he can get a rhythm, the run game can get going and the run game can kind of keep us with the the time of possession uh, on our side of things. Cause the best way to beat Patrick Mahomes is to not let him on the field as much as possible. So the run game will be a big uh, play in that. And I mean, this is, this is probably the dumbest thing that I will say, but I think it's the most truthful thing with this game is that we have to score touchdowns. Duh. But also, we can't afford to be trading off field goals with these guys. And, you know, you talked about it a lot last year, trading touchdowns for field goals, trading field goals for touchdowns. We'll reverse that. Um, you just can't afford to do that against uh, against Patrick Mahomes. Now, granted, our defense has been playing well. They also have been playing not that well, too. So um, we... <laughs> We have to, you know, really hope that the defense can um, have some of these halves that we've seen them have, um, have a game like last week where Max Crosby can ball out. I mean, you're going to touch on that. But on the offensive side of the things, man, we just 
can't beat ourselves. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot. Can't have bad penalties at certain times. We got to be able to get get Devonte Adams the ball for sure, and just capitalize in the red zone, which has been such a terrible thing for us. We haven't been able to do well in that. Some people are a lot of people have been calling for Carr's head when it comes to red zone efficiency, but I think overall we just like I said, as dumb as it sounds, we have to be able to put the ball in the end zone and not just sit here and let Carlson kick field goals. Obviously, you want points when you can get points. But at any given point, you go down, kick a field goal, Patrick Mahomes scores a touchdown. You go down, kick a field goal, Patrick Mahomes scores a touchdown. And now they're up by eight points just because that that trade-off. And that's, you know, that's barring we drive down the field and do things. I think we're going to see their defense I, against the Colts. We saw them try to do a lot of blitzing off the edge with the safeties and the corners. Um, I wholeheartedly expect them to uh, try to incorporate that a bunch to, uh, it's kind of like what I was saying with the Titans, you know, that's this inexperienced offensive line is going to have to adjust and they're going to have to be able to make calls, pick up blitzes, all that kind of stuff. So I, I expect them to try to not only get pressure on Carr. Uh, via blitzes from corners or safeties, but just try to mess up this offensive line and get them to screw up, which they've been playing. I mean, they played well last week, you know, by all accounts. Obviously did great blocking for Jacobs. He averaged like five yards a carry. I think it was 5.1, somewhere around there. But it's simple and it's dumb to say because it's like, yeah, no doy. They need to score touchdowns, but it's like they need to play mistake-free football. And they need to score touchdowns if they're going to have a shot at beating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. It's the same thing every single game, I feel like, against them that we talk about. And I feel like I sound like a broken record saying all these things. But I think that we we have the offense to keep up with them. We've shown that our offense that was less talented, we've had offenses that were able to keep up with them. But with how we're playing in the red zone right now, it's it's not going to cut it. So they're going to have to figure it out, pick it up. Yeah, I... I agree. We do have to score touchdowns. It is, it's, it's not dumb because it's just like, it's what's hurt us really this year is we, we have good drives. Um, you know, we're able to get down into to the money area and not be able to convert. So um, it's definitely going to be something that has hindered us in the past against this team and also has hindered us this year. So very relevant and something that we, we, we have to be able to, to, to get better at. So, I mean, on the, on the other side of the ball, you know, like, like I said, no, no Tyreek Hill for this team. I really still think they're a well-oiled machine on that side. You still got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, and Andy Reid. So Clyde Edwards Elaire um, has actually came on a little bit uh, more recently, especially in that Tampa Bay game. So that's someone that we're going to have to keep an eye on. I think as far as um, injuries are concerned, you know, we, we don't know the status um, just yet of Rocky Sin um, and also Denzel Perriman. Um, so we're going to have to figure that out. Perriman obviously will be paramount um, for this defense as he did show um, to be pretty impa- impactful with the um, during the Broncos game. But I know he was listed as um, having a concussion. So that's something that we would need to monitor. Um, signs might point to not having him. Um, so it would be big to have Rocky Sin back, especially for this uh, vaunted Chiefs offense here. So, I mean, really, really, when you look at it, 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 it it's pretty straightforward. It's we have to be able to generate a pass rush, um, rushing four and five. We just have to. We have to get Chandler Jones going. I think he has played a little bit better. Um, has drawn, um, you know, has drawn some big penalties. Has has, has gotten some pressure. Um, we just haven't seen it show up in the stat book. And so, 
if you're one of those box score readers, then you're like, where the heck is this guy? I think he has gotten better. Um, and then Max Crosby needs to keep doing his thing. I, I do think he's going to get a ton of attention. You're going to see maybe Travis Kelsey motioning over um, to his side, chipping him off the line, slowing him down any way they can. Um, and I do, um, or I would say too, with with uh, with the Chiefs on, on the offense side of the ball, at least um, Trey Smith, um, one of their starting guards is, is questionable for the game. So, you know, ultimately matchup wise, I think, it is a, a new look, just wide receiving core. Um, so they have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, they have Sky Moore, um, you know, no Tyree Kill, as I've mentioned multiple times. Um, so Michael Hardman as well. So they, they're still going to have a way to stretch the field on the Raiders. Um, it's, they still have a very creative offense. Um, I think Patrick Graham does have his work cut out for him. I do hope the familiarity, you know, of, of this, this team competing against the, the Chiefs, at least this core defense competing against the Chiefs is going to help us. Um, and Graham does have familiarity um, to, um, you know, scheming against Mahomes and, and the Chiefs, you know, when during his time for the New York Giants. So I think what it's going to come down to is we have to be able to win the line of scrimmage. Um, if they start running the ball on us, that will be an early sign of this is not good. Um, so they're able to effectively do that. We know they can, even with zero running game, they are able to create um, with short passing scheme, you know, with being able to do those stupid little shovel passes underneath to Travis Kelsey, um, wherever it may be, and also stretch the field on us. So um, they have to be able to win the line of scrimmage, no duh. Um, but we have to be able to stop the run first and foremost because this is a more balanced um, Chiefs attack that we have seen, which is going to open up more opportunities for Mahomes, as you saw um, if you tuned in on Sunday night against the um, very good Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers, Buccaneers defense. So I don't know. We have a work cut out for us. I we do this every year where it's like, what are the answers for this offense? I don't know. I just hope we can bend, don't break. How about that? Bend, don't break, guys. You know, we got to be able to, and this this is, I'll, I'll join you in, in, the, in the like no-duh conversation here. But like when we can actually get to a third and seven, okay, like a third and five plus, we got to get off the field, okay? It's few and far between, but – this team is constantly moving the ball on, on everyone. And so if we're able to get, you know, hey, get a stop on first down, okay, incomplete pass, okay, third and long, whatever it may be, right, like being able to take advantage of those opportunities to get off the field effectively. And like we saw with, um, you know, against Russ Wilson, where the Raiders did get gashed a little bit on third downs in the first half um, against the Broncos last week, where it's like, what we changed up is we just started bringing more pressure. It didn't matter if it was third and eight. We're still going to send the blitz. We're still going to make it complicated and not just say sit back on our heels like we did against the Cardinals and hope for the best. So really hope that, you know, we're able to, to generate some pressure, going to, you know, hopefully take advantage of some, you know, with that pressure, some bad mistakes from Mahomes, being able to capitalize on on turnovers. Wherever we can get it, we got we got to do it. And then, like you said, on, on offense, we got to execute. So it's a tall task. We are getting the Chiefs. At not the greatest time. It's never a good time to get them, but, you know, tough loss against the Colts, like you mentioned, and then them kind of just rolling through. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of the heavier favorites of the NFC, is it's not a good sign, but where there's a will, there's a way, my man. So we'll take them on primetime Monday night. So I am cautiously optimistic for this game, but it's still Raiders versus Chiefs, and I'm going to be far away from home, and it's going to be, be in a vulnerable state. So hoping to maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we just have to get, get out of our comfort zone. I'll send the vibes from Texas and hopefully we can take down these suckers. I hate them. I hate them so much because I despise them and I envy them. Um, so that's where we're at. Yeah. That's it. Matchups wise. I mean, I think, 
you know, you take a look at Nate Hobbs versus Travis Kelsey, maybe get a little bit of divine Diablo mixed in there. Hopefully we get Rocky Sin back. Um, Amik Robertson, a lot of good things that we saw from him, obviously, like you touched on with taking it back to the crib. Um, he has played well in coverage, had a good pick against the Cardinals. Um, I think we are getting some, some good signs from that secondary, but we have a tall task as always with these guys. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, hard to gauge what to expect because I feel like we're either in a shootout where we're keeping up with them or they're blowing us out by 21 plus. So yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting Monday night. It's going to be on display for the nation to see, uh, which will be fantastic or not fantastic, <laughs> you know, obviously. But anyways, um, let's get into predictions, where we think the game is going. I want you to go first, please, if you don't mind. Um, I did mind, but I will follow suit as I put you on the spot usually. <laughs> I think we cover and lose. So I think 31-27. Chiefs, sorry guys, it's gonna be tough for us to stop their offense. I think it could be a Chiefs up 31-20 late in the fourth quarter, ready to get a touchdown late. I don't know. It just it doesn't seem to me. I, I do think we can cover the spread at plus seven, but any 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 team going on the road into Arrowhead on prime time against these guys is is tough. I just hope we don't get embarrassed. Honestly, I I, I do think there's a chance that if we can play sound enough on defense we have the the firepower and the recent positivity with the run game, the balance of it all with our offense. Like I do think we have the the weapons to, to get in a shootout. Um, I mean, we, we've been in shootouts with these guys with lesser talent. And, you know, I think Renfro getting back would be huge. I know he was practiced today, was limited wearing the non-contact jersey. Um, so we have an extra day to get guys healthy. I think we can compete. I don't think we win, but we'll cover 31-27. Well, I like your realism there um, because there is a pretty good chance that we go out there and lose, like you said. Hopefully don't get embarrassed. But that's not where I'm going today because I'm going to have the optimism of this group. That's the reason I wanted you to go first because I wanted to justify my optimism. I think we go out there. I think they get ahead of us a little quick, but I think that we are going to ultimately come back, get a win, um, I'm going to say 34-31 Raiders. They're going to get a last minute. They're going to get a touchdown, touchdown to go up and hold on to it. Uh, whether it's a last, whether it's to end the game touchdown, I, I don't, I just, you know, we're just going to get that out of them. We're going to get a comeback. We're going to get a win because we need this win. We need it. We need it going into this bye week um, that will completely turn around our whole season in my opinion so go out there do it please don't get embarrassed but also please win i love it thank you that was necessary um and the last time the raiders beat the chiefs do you know when it was it was week four in kansas city before a week five bye so vibes all around thanks for bringing us home there mike i think it's going to be an exciting game um we have a shot they're the best of the best guys okay but with the right attitude and the right kind of vibes, we can accomplish much, anything, I would say. Anything is possible. Maybe just knock out Mahomes the first quarter. That would be neat. That would turn the vibes certainly up. 
but no, let's go get them. I mean, I think they're ready for this there. It's it's the good thing is that is this is a Raiders team that is not deflated. They, they just recently won and they have, they know they're a good team. They know they haven't started off. Well, they have every ounce of motivation um, that they can going into this. Um, they did actually, this is not a good look for us, but they did have to get into silent count at home against the Broncos, which will be beneficial that we have that experience going into Arrowhead. So let's go take care of business. Raider Nation, stand up, baby. We got this thing, okay? Don't let my vibes turn you down. I just like to be realistic as much as I can. Mike brings it. I believe in him. Last time we won, Mike called a shootout. Mike called a Carlson field goal. He called it all. He called the over was like 53 and it was like 72. So this guy's got it. He's hot right now if you're just basing it off of Raider Chiefs predictions. So let's ride his vibes. Raider Nation, sit down, stand up fast on Monday. Don't go into work Monday, okay? Take take PTO. Mentally prepare. Stand up right before, right before um, kickoff at 515 Pacific Standard Time. It will be central time for me, 715. Who knows where I'll be mentally there. But just so you know, I'll be ready, okay? Raider Nation, proud of you. Okay, let's do this thing. Micah, we ride, not let's ride. We just took care of that sucker. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, Go hit that notification button. We might be working on dabbling with some live shows soon, Uh, just going live on YouTube for the podcast or for some – in-game live events so yeah hit the notification it'll let you know every time we go live i'm gonna hopefully be able to uh get that going soon um so you can see our unadulterated uh reactions to things um good or bad which i don't know if that's good or bad but you know we'll see maybe we'll get some eyeballs on on this uh this youtube channel now so anyways go hit that notification button Um, so, you know, every time we go live, uh, yeah. And you go into Monday, hope you guys have a a great week. Uh, hopefully we can, uh, roll into victory Tuesday, but yeah, let's just, uh, let's just do, do what we can do what we can. Let's go get a win. No matter how many victory or, uh, rally beers you need to have. Um, we haven't been keeping track of that because I don't think we've necessarily, I don't think I've had any yet. Um, Unfortunately, we haven't been in a huge position to rally except for week one. But anyways, prep, be ready for it because we're going to need it. And if we're in certain positions, we are going to need it from everybody, the rally beers. So I hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you later.